This is a 38 Medicine production. What is going on on this day of our Lord? Okay. That's what I want to know. Our Lord and Savior. Amen. Listen, welcome to So That's What We're Doing. And what we're doing today welcome. is we are celebrating Pride. Okay. Celebrating Pride. Pride Month. Yes. We are in the final weeks or final week of Pride Month. Yeah. And for me, I listen for me, I, it's Pride Month every day. I'm always celebrating Pride. I'm always championing and screaming and asking questions and being yeah. curious about the community that I love, the LGBTQIA plus community. Y'all yeah. got a whole lot. of Y'all add new letters every day. OK, let me tell you something. I saw a post that had like all like what the acronym stood for and I posted it and it was like, I'm going to be real. I was ignorant to some of this stuff. Yeah. And, and, and to be honest, I grew up in the deep South being gay, yeah. being queer, being bisexual. None of that was acceptable uh, growing up. Yes, at all. Bible at all. Belt. And mm. I think that there are discussions that people are afraid to have. And absolutely. We share a friend who's not afraid to have the tough questions. And I thought that it was important before we close out Pride Month to have a yeah. discussion um, that I think that people can learn from, that people can yes. grow from, and people yes. can expand their minds. Maybe you're not there yet, but maybe you just need to hear the story of someone who takes oh, yeah. you know, that walk every day. And so without further ado, darling, we have to introduce our friend, Justin yes. Schubert. Yes, giving us realness. Come on, giving us she's black. Pulled. She's queer and she's here, honey. Yes, black queer in here. Yes, yes. I'm snapping. Snaps. Yes, yes. yes. Snaps for Justin. Justin brought a, a whole rainbow fan. So for y'all listening, Listen. it's it's real in here. It's real in here. Oh, he's he's giving pride. jacket. He's giving yes. a sequence jacket. He's giving us black, a and, black proud. and proud pride. Tarjay, Tarjay had a nice a rain pride rain. line this week. Mm -hmm. Oh, very mm -hmm. good. Shout out to Target. Yes. 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 Well, yes. Justin, listen, I, I had to invite you on because I think there's conversations to be had. And um, I actually saw a video from Saucy Santana, who's affiliated with the City Girls. He actually wah, 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 literally. Wah. And uh, y'all hoes. Go ahead, girl. She was, she was feeling the song. She's feeling the song. Well, I'm no, she ain't putting no <laughs> vocals on it, though. Go ahead. Let me see you walk. Me? Uh -huh. Yes, you. You got don't, don't put me on the spot. Yes, I, I, I'm surprised you ain't belt now. Let me see you walk. I'm drinking walk today. I don't, so I don't have it. I don't have the note. <laughs> she don't I'm, have I'm, it. I'm, I'm sipping a little gin. <laughs> oh, I wish. Okay, listen. Well, before we we get into uh, hymnals of uh, Saucy Santana, the the prophet. Yeah. Um, he was on Instagram live explaining why, although he dresses in women's clothes and although he has his nails done, sometimes wears wigs, mm -hmm. why he is not willing to cut off his beard and identify as transgender. I thought it was pretty interesting. So let's take a listen. Yeah. Um, I don't cut off my beard because I don't want, um, it to be confused. I came out when I was 17, when I was 18 years old, I cut off my beard. I bought bras. Um, I was wearing girl clothes full time. My nails done. I had no facial hair. I was wearing bras all the time. I thought that I thought that I wanted to be um, transgender, and then um, a few months into it, I I realized that I didn't really want to be transgender. I just liked to be in 
Gordy. I actually just got my hair cut and my beard um, shaped up yesterday. I still enjoy having a beard. I still enjoy getting my hair cut. Some days I wake up and I want to wear a wig. And some days I wake up and I want to wear a fade. And you know what I love about that last part that he just said? Some days I want to wake up and have a beard. Some days I want to wake up and wear a, wear a wig or whatever it is. That is so relevant to every kind of person. Because as... As a heterosexual cisgendered woman, some days I want to give you brow honey and beat face to the gods and a pump. Some days I want to give you a baseball cap and some sneakers and, you know, and, and give whatever I'm giving. And I think it's important to note that the LGBTQIA plus community as as unique and beautiful and as different as they are they're still human and just like everybody else in the same way that some days they want to be one way, some days they want to be a totally different way. And I, I just, I love and I appreciate so much that Santana was willing to have that really candid conversation and speak on his journey and who he is and where he is. And so just having Justin on here and on, on our show, and I've known Justin for years now, and sure. <laughs> I think he's a perfect, right? Yes. You're a great example of someone who yeah. can speak on Santana's position because if you can't see him, Justin gives you a beat face on the daily, honey. Perfect. I've learned, I have learned many a thing about beating a face from Justin. He he does the, the, the clips on his Instagram page, but he also rocks a fade. And he, I want him to tell the story about how important his haircuts are to him. But so can you just speak on what exactly Saucy Santana was talking about and just break that down for the kids in the class? Okay, so I love the fact, adding to the fact that he expressed this and kind of explained where he is, where he was in his journey and where he is today. In the words of Bobby Brown, covered by the great Britney Spears, it's his prerogative, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying yes. gender nonconformity is here and it's been here. We're just mm -hmm. finding words now and yes. the language to kind of understand what it is to be gender nonconforming. In the beginning, mm -hmm. Saucy Santana was explaining that he wanted he was wearing bras and wigs and things, which gives you gender nonconformity as a man or mm -hmm. as a you know, a man who is living and not conforming to the box that America or the world sees that a man should be, okay? Right. You know, wearing bras and wigs and things um, full time, you know, wanting to be a woman, transitioning, as he said, he was, you know, living full time as a woman. And then he decided, this is not who I am. That's okay. Mm -hmm. That's totally yeah. fine. We are in a world where we can explore sexuality. We can explore gender identities and it being yep. okay. Um, you know, I, you know, when I was growing up, dabbled in and still dabble in drag and mm -hmm. I don't want to be a woman. I've never in my mind thought about transitioning. A lot of people's like, oh, you should transition. You make a pretty girl mm. and all of that stuff. Mm. But again, it's my prerogative. I do mm -hmm. what I want to do. Um, mm -hmm. and so I kind of understand exactly where Santana is. He's mixing beard. He's mixing yeah. a, a woman wig. He's mixing bras right. and, 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 and gender, you know, just flexing and bending the rules right. that right. were made by who? Yes. 
were made by what person right. that says White patriarchy. that to be a man, you have to be masculine. To be a man, yes. no makeup. To be a man, like, you know, like, I, I totally understand because I, too, am gender non-conforming. I do mm -hmm. not conform to the standards of the world mm -hmm. at all. Um, especially does it make you feel um, does it make you feel a way or is it offensive to you when people say to you, you why don't you transition why don't you transition into in becoming a woman is that offensive? no because I, I I get that they see one thing they're like oh you're a guy and you are doing women things why don't you just transition to be a woman but mm -hmm. my identity is more complex than that why do I have to be one dimension yeah and right. I enjoy Amen. being in my cisgenderedness, um, yeah. a black, cisgendered, gay, gender non-conforming man. This to me mm -hmm. fits me. You yeah. know, I seem happy and in my element and in my 100%, 1000% truth. And yeah. a lot of people see that. They see the yeah. enjoyment when I step out into the world. They see the comfortability of myself. Yeah. Now, when you get into surroundings, when you are yourself like this, it's a different story. But, you know, yeah. once I'm done and I'm dressed and I, I feel it and I'm living my fantasy, honey, I am there. I have arrived. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And every day I have to go out into the world being myself. Because if I yeah. don't, who am I being? Mm. Hold that. Wait, put a pin in that one because, you know, you you said something that kind of stuck out to me about arriving as yourself um, mm -hmm. and the idea of not always being able to arrive as yourself. So yes. take me back a little bit because... Um, you know, we grew up in a time it was not cool and it was not okay. No, to be no. gay. And, and, but it's still not cool and it's still not okay. Despite mm -hmm. all mm -hmm. of the, we, the advances of the community and things that are going on. No, 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 no. It's still not a cool. It's still not okay. People like me, black, queer, gender nonconforming, trans people are being killed, abused, beat yep. every day. I still don't have federal rights. I still don't have yeah. protections. My landlord can... Uh, 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 you know, eject me and um, put me out for being queer. My uh, job can fire me for being queer. I can walk into a nail salon and they say, oh, you're a guy, you want colors on your nails? No, we don't We don't service people like you. Like, so mm -hmm. it's still not cool to be queer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's still mm -hmm. not cool to be mm -hmm. black and queer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A multiple minority. Oh, yeah, the more definitely. of a minority you are, the more difficult it is. For it, sure. it is for you, yes. And, you know, yeah. being black is one thing. You know, we come yeah. from the, the slavery and we right. come from historicness that America does not like people like me. And then you're adding right. black male on top right. of that. And we right. know how America treats black our community. Men. And yes. then you're adding. Even within our communities. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Even, even within you know, our community. Yeah. And then you're adding yeah. on top of that. Black, gay, and then you want to be feminine? Oh, mm -hmm. child, you're really trying it. You really want a hard life, mm -hmm. don't you? Mm -hmm. But despite mm -hmm. all of that, I push through every day. Sometimes, you know, you have your doubts and your questions, but um, I push through every single day to try to live my life to in my 100,000% authenticness. Because you never know who you're going to inspire. And I've been doing 100%. that since I was at least... Yes. Ooh, I mean, I kind of started coming into myself when I was like at least 13, 14, 15. How are your so, parents? Wow. 
How are your parents about yes. that? Yes. I'm, I'm interested to know. So I, I had a rough growing up. <laughs> um, really? But I remember, you know, being at least 12 and I didn't live with my mom at the time. Um, so I was living with um, some of my cousins and my aunts who raised me for quite some time when I was young. I remember my mom calling my cousin. We talked on the phone and she asked me on the phone, was I gay? And at that time, I didn't know wow. what gay was. I didn't know what the language was. I didn't even consider my femininity as yeah. a uh, red flag as, mm, oh, yeah. he's gay. Look at look at how he's acting. Look at what he's doing. That's what gay people do. I didn't know that. You know, in life, mm. I was just living, being a child. I just thought modeling was cool. I just, you know, yeah. I just thought, you know, trying to be a fashionista was cool. I just thought it was cool. Yeah. Yep. I just thought I was yep. wearing contacts and just being myself was cool because yeah. as a child, that's what you do. You just gravitate yeah. to the things that make you feel great. And so I remember just breaking down, crying. And then um, there was a time mm. when I did live with my dad. My dad, I you know, have six brothers, and he told me if any of his kids were gay, he would kill me. Well, I'm still alive. So, right. <laughs> um, and you have and a good so, relationship with both of your parents, right? So now my mom is married to my stepdad, and my mom has always been. When I moved with her and I came out at 13, 14, she looked at me and yeah. said, Honey, I knew since you were two. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, How did you know since I was two? She's like, Just Mama always two. knows, honey. All right. She said, it's just the things you were doing. I just knew I didn't. I was fine. I don't care. You know? And so she has been so supportive of me from the beginning outside of her um, conservativeness. My parents are both my stepdad and my mom are conservative, uh, are black conservatives. And, um, you know, outside of that, my mom and has been to pride with me. My mom has mm. been to the high school wow. when the uh, the teachers called her or the principals called her and told her Justin's wearing makeup to school. She came right up to the school and defended me. Uh, my mom wow. threatened to bring P flag and bring the news and sue the whole school system. My wow. mom has been there. My mom has met yeah. my boyfriend. Yeah. Uh, my mom has walked in a pride parade with me. Um, yeah. My mom has just been so supportive. You know, when my stepdad came into my life, I was very kind of weary about mm. being who I am yeah. um, and meeting a new masculine father figure in my life, mm -hmm. um, especially somebody who was a Marine because he served. Mm. And me and yeah. my dad watched RuPaul's Drag Race together. <laughs> yeah. He's been to the gay club. He's told me about his cousin who was gay. And, yeah. you know, he just loves me unconditionally and loves and supports me. And um, I just cannot thank my parents and uh, enough for showing me that love um, because mm. there are thousands and thousands of little gay children out there like me yeah. or LGBTQ plus kids out there who don't receive that love at all. Yeah. My family, yeah. you know, it took my, the rest of my family kind of like, okay, he's wearing makeup. This is just him, you know, whatever. Um, but they've always right. been supportive. Um, you know, some of them throw the Bible, you know, at first, when I first came out, sure. you know what the Bible says? And I'm like, right, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. You know, so it took some use getting used to uh, seeing me as me and growing mm. into myself. But mm. regardless of what people thought, even in school, jobs, mm. family, I still pushed through and I still um, presented myself in the way that I wanted to present myself that day. Do you yeah. feel like your parents' conservatism has gotten in the way of you all having a a positive relationship or how how have you and they reconciled having conservative views 
and also accepting their gay son? Um, I try to listen to them and their views. I try to love and support everybody because it doesn't mm. matter at the end of the day who, what you, who you vote for, what you do, who you lay with at night. Mm -hmm. We're all human. We're all here to learn. Just like you said uh, earlier today, you have questions, you've been learning, you've been going yeah. through and just kind of trying yeah. to uh, find more understanding, especially from people yes. in the community. And so, you know, my mom's old school. My mom's 50. My dad's 40 mm -hmm. something. So they have these views, well, they have yeah. these views that um, they're party political party affiliation, you know, is associated with, but my parents do not let that get in the way of them supporting me at all. I do not feel any type of way. If anything, I'm teaching them what gender nonconformity is. I'm teaching them the yes. why trans people, uh, you know, need protection and need, need rights. Yes. My dad, we were having a conversation one day and I was home uh, and we were watching TV. And he was like, dude, why do trans people need this? Do trans people not get protect? Are they not protected? I'm like, dad, no. Yeah. No, yeah. they're not. Yeah. They're being beaten, killed. I think this year was 28 so far of yep. black trans people who have been mm -hmm. murdered. Um, mm -hmm. And so I'm like, every year the number just keeps going up and up and up. up. People like us yeah. do not have federal protections. You know, people, yeah. the news does not report on people like me. They don't mm -hmm. report on the LGBTQ community. And my role as a producer, I've made it my mission to kind of change that narrative and mm. show support for my community because there are people out here who are just like me making history and making news mm. every day. And, yeah. you know, we have this thing where news organizations only show up when it's pride. Yeah, When they're right. showing the parade and when they're showing the festivities and we're all naked and right. drunk and having fun in the street. Right. But when right. laws are being passed that discriminate against us, it's not being covered. Right. When trans but when women you're not are included in laws, it's not yeah. being covered when trans kids are being, you know, uh, 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 bashed and abused Ridicule. and discriminated against. It's not being covered um, or it is being covered. But that's the only narrative mm -hmm. you're putting out there that a right. trans person um, was murdered by a man. And everybody mm -hmm. goes, but what did she do? Did she trick him? Yep. Did What right. did they do? Did uh, uh, what, uh, So I you know, have made it my mission and goal as a national news producer to find amazing positive stories of reinforcement to show we are here. We are making mm -hmm. history. We are making news too. And just mm -hmm. as uh, to kind of also add into your question yesterday, um, I wrote a story about a West Virginia, a uh, 24 year old um, leg state legislator who is mm -hmm. conservative and Republican came out as gay on social media. And in his clip hmm. that he posted a two minute video, he said, I am still a Republican. I am still Christian. And people believe that gay people cannot be Christian. And I believe that right. God loves me for who I am and nothing's mm -hmm. changed. I'm still the person you voted for. I've always been out yep. to my family and friends. I just feel like it's time mm. now to show the world and tell the world who I am. And that resonated with me totally, no matter if he's white, black, gay, straight, you know, I get it. I totally get it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and speaking of the, the religion piece, um, this was something that Candace and I had kind of struck on a few episodes back um, because we were talking about the Bible and she was saying how she didn't believe everything in the Bible. And it kind of made me pause for a second. Cause I was Wait, like, miss, I came from Jesus. I did come from him. <laughs> 
But honey, so did you I. Can't... we all came from it, baby. We all came from okay, it. Okay, we all did. But listen, you 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 just have to, I believe that as with anything, you have to be careful of how you interpret things in the Bible because there are certain silos of America, right, that will use the Bible and wield it in, in such a way that it will condemn people like our friend Justin. It will condemn people mm-hmm. uh, like like trans men and women. It will. It could mm-hmm. even you could even wield the Bible to condemn persons of color. People have people have. That's what tried they did. Weaponize the Bible. They used the Bible yes. to justify slavery. Slavery, yeah. absolutely. So you you have to be careful of that. And what I was just saying was that, and and I, Leah, you can pick pick this back up. But you just you have. You cannot, you just have to be careful of how you interpret the Bible in ways that could potentially harm God's people. And I just refuse to believe that however the word is written, that the word would be just so that one of God's children would be excluded from the word. And it and it's again, it goes back to I speak I speak about white male patriarchy and and the disease that it can be sometimes. And a lot of the uh, interpretations in the Bible are viewed through the lens of white male patriarchy. And that's dangerous for everybody else. Not even in America, but globally, it's dangerous. So yes, I came from Jesus, but you know, Jesus and I have we have an understanding and a conversation that that we have all the time. But there, there is still, and this is to kind of segue back to Leah. There is there are still questions that I have as it relates to the Bible and the church and the ways in which the church has has made people like Justin feel and and how they are accepted or oftentimes not accepted and and to get into that i actually grew up in the church allen chapel a and b in southeast dc okay my aunt Mm. linda who just passed in february raised me rest in peace um for about five to seven years of my life like i said earlier i lived with um you know some of my aunts while my mom Mm -hmm. and dad were getting their things together, getting their selves together. Um, so mm-hmm. she raised me in the church, honey. I was a choir boy. I was altar boy. I was this, I was that. I was giving speeches. Yep. I was the godson of the choir members, the choirs. I was everywhere doing everything. There's a video of me on Instagram doing her makeup, you know, a few years uh, back in like 2013, 14. And she said, Justin, I had a calendar for you. And when we would make doctors and dentist appointments, I would have to open the book for them because you were always booked doing something. We kept you busy, you know? Mm-hmm. So every day I wake up and I thank God for waking me up. I, you know, speak to God all the time. I open my power thoughts devotional Come on, every devotional. day. Um, my Aunt Linda, before she passed, sent me the Life Application Study Bible. So a lot of the times I use this, which has a a message every day, like today was uh, don't covet. Um, And it was talking Mm. about don't covet your neighbor, his house, his Mm. wife, his manservant, his maidservant, his ox, his donkey or anything else that is your neighbor. And so I normally take that verse and kind of it gives you a breakdown as well. And I open my 
Bible here, my life application Bible, and I find that verse. And I kind of just yeah. go into the word on my own. Um, yeah. Something else I do is I also love the, I love the atmosphere of church. I love mm. the community that church can and should be. I mm. love being around people who are worshiping and having fun and being free spirited. Um, I love church music. I love yes. the message of hope and the message of pushing through and, you know, surviving and praying to God. I love all of that. Um, mm. But like I said, as you grow older uh, from your childhood through adolescence and teenager and you start mm. discovering yourself, you start seeing some of the messages aren't for you. They are condemning yep. to you. So um, yep. before I moved, you know, from DMV to New York, I was, you know, as a 20 something year old adult trying to find a new church home, not that my old church home had did anything to me. I was just searching for a house to come through, to come to every Sunday, every other Sunday or whenever um, Bible study and things that I could be my mm -hmm. authentic self at. Um, mm -hmm. And there were a few churches that I attended in DC, which I didn't, I mean, Maryland area that I didn't feel kind of comfortable <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but I did find a church. Um, I don't know if you all know Kim Lee, um, Dr. Kim yes. Lee, master makeup yes. artist. She's a pastor hey, and her, husband's, her yep. husband's a pastor. And I remember going to their church in Clinton, Maryland. And before that, backstage at Fox 5, when I was booking Kim to do a makeup segment, her husband um, came through. And I just had a maybe an hour long talk with him about God and homosexuality mm. and me merging the two and saying, I am Christian. How can God hate mm. me? How can the word yes. condemn me? But God tells me he loves me. Like, I'm so confused. And he just talked to me. And he said, anytime you need me, anytime you're feeling some type of way, anytime you want a church or you want to pray, come to my church. And I came, I popped up a few times because I wanted mm. that love. I wanted that. Um, um, I want to feel welcome in the spirit and welcome in the house of God. Um, but since moving, I haven't found a church home here in New York, New Jersey area. Um, mm. But So I worship on my own. I listen to preachers like Joe Olstein. A lot of people hate him, yeah. but his word yeah. is very positive. I walk, yes, I wake is. up and I listen to Joel and I'm doing my walk or, you know, and I just feel inspired and empowered by the way he preaches because it's just a positive, amazing message about God. And mm. it makes you feel like you are welcome in the kingdom. Yeah. It doesn't condemn you for the things of your past or who you are currently. Um, you know, I love the verse that God approved you before you were conformed mm. to your mother's womb. Yes. I love that verse. Yeah. Because in my true authenticness, no matter what day that is, I just feel like God approved me already. Yeah. God knew yeah. who I was going to be. God yeah. knew how I was going to dress how I was going to, you know, act. And so mm -hmm. I see the happiness in myself and my friends and family also see the happiness in me. And when you look outside of yourself and you see these things and you see the blessings in your career, you see your friends and your family, you're like, how does God hate me? But he's also yeah. blessing me with these wonderful right. people and these opportunities right. like this to right. talk about, you know, being multidimensional and right. being a gay, non-conforming Christian in the world. How yeah. do you justify that? You know? Yeah. 
it just makes me feel yeah. wonderful that I've had all these many blessings and opportunities gone viral, have a great career, worked at multiple stations and multiple mm-hmm. places where mm-hmm. I was always my 1000% self. And you guys and you always know. left an impact, a positive impact. And try yeah. to be a role model for people like me because there are not a lot of people yeah. like me in the journalism industry. A lot no, of people who are not. out on air are very masculine or they portray yeah. to be masculine, which fits into that box that, again, was made way before we came into the world um, yeah. of masculinity, the anchorman box. They sit straight, they project, yeah. and they, you know, it's all yeah. of that. Yeah. And it's no fault mm-hmm. to them, but also you don't see any gender nonconforming. You don't see any trans men as anchors or reporters. No. You don't see any yeah. trans women as anchors or reporters. You don't see, or, yeah. um, you don't see people like me on mm-hmm, air, mm-hmm, you don't mm-hmm. see these things because we don't mm-hmm. fit into that box. We don't fit into that mold. And yeah. so, you know, of course, as a budding journalist coming out of college and still being myself, having my tongue ring and my lip ring and all of these things, I wanted to be a uh, on-camera journalist. But then something just told me I was not going to fit into that box. I did not feel mm-hmm. like kicking all those doors down and doing all mm-hmm. of those things. Um, and so I kind of shifted the atmosphere and I kind of shifted where I was in my career and became a producer because now I get to p- pitch and push stories of the community. Yeah. yeah, I get to find elements and great stories and book people to come on and to talk about things that people aren't talking about. Mm-hmm. Do so you regret that, kind of- that you that that you shifted your trajectory away no, from? No, no, no. I don't regret it. I thought it was actually the best move that I could make. Why, um, especially? Um, the power, the power, uh, yes, the producer, even though you have, I I want, I just wanted him to say that, even though Mm -hmm. you have an EP who's, uh, you know, the control factor of the whole show, every day I come up with 20, 25 stories of things that are going on in the world, COVID and politics and business and all of that. But I also throw in black stories and I also throw in queer stories. And I also find things that people aren't talking about. And I write them and I push for these stories to be heard by uh, by America. Mm -hmm. I push for, you know, people like us and, 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 you know, uh, uh, business stories and all of these things that come together to make a great show because you have power as a producer to say, look, this is important. Here's why this I'm pushing for this story. Here's why. And yeah. so, you know, being a reporter, you report, they tell you what to report on. You go to where right. they tell you to go. Yeah. You do what they tell yeah. you to do. On a site. Yeah. Here's the copy. All the time, read I mean, it verbatim. Yeah. And of course, yeah. you know, as a producer, you're still doing that and certain things, but I feel like you have more mm-hmm. push more of a say. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I find this to be important. You know, of course, your EP yeah. can not put it in the show, you know, but, um, right. you know, I, I don't regret the move that I made because. I thought it was great and healthy for me. I did not. I love suits, but I didn't feel like sitting on a desk every day wearing a bland blue or black suit or gray suit. I like mm-hmm. flower suits. Mm-hmm. I like, you know, pops of color. <laughs> but that wouldn't have that wouldn't have been over well for a news director. That that wouldn't have been my beat wouldn't have been okay for a news director. My gender nonconformity on air wouldn't have been approved for a news director. I would have mm-hmm. had to quote tone it down. Yeah. But a woman well, I, I, a question. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Can yeah. get a can get away with it, can, right? So, you yes, you're right. I think that the the pace of news 
is as slow as, if not slower than, uh, some of you know of America. Yes, yeah, it's, it's very traditional. Wow. It's very slow. I don't practice, but I have a degree in journalism. For those who do not know, so I yes. am H-U, well versed. You, know, up, you know, yes, yes, her. yes, yes. All these HU grads. So I, I think about all the time how the news and how journalism will move into the 21st century, right? And how they will move forward. And we do have, you know, the Don Lemons of the world who can sit on primetime television and Anderson Coopers of the world who can sit and talk about their partners and, you know, talk about, speak openly about being gay and speak openly about having children as uh, as a single gay man is, is Anderson Cooper. And what's the, the handsome, dark-skinned gentleman that's on NBC late night. Uh, what is his name? Is it I NBC or Jonathan ABC? Jonathan something. Jonathan. Yes. Something. I, I, yeah. And I remember I because I'm always up late, so I'll, I end up watching so that I. show. <laughs> she yes. works overnight. And yes, yes. And he was joking with his 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 co-anchor about being gay and just laughing about it. And I I just thought it was so I was so intrigued because I I remember a time when. Even liberal journalists were not able to speak openly about their sexuality. And I I long for and I believe the day is going to come when someone like a Justin Stewart could be an on-air anchor personality in all of your glory with your beat face and your fade but still respectfully and professionally delivering the news. Do you see something like that happening? Like, is is that in the future? Could that be the future? And then Rachel Maddow, I'm just, I'm just thinking of all of the, the different types of personalities mm-hmm. now that are openly gay, but you know, to have someone who is trans or gender non-conforming that could be confusing to those who are not as open, would a a news station, would a news director take the chance to put someone like that on air? What does that look like? I, I see it happening. I really, really, really do I see it happening. I mean, it's happened on MSNBC um, with Janet Mock, who is one of yeah. the directors of Pose, had an MS, mm-hmm. MSNBC show um, way before mm-hmm. Pose. Um, but so that was a groundbreaking moment. But since then, mm-hmm. we haven't had too many. Well, Laverne Cox is on E now as a red yes. carpet reporter, which okay. is great. A great move. Yeah. But also but that's entertainment. Are, hard news. Entertainment. Hard news. And, and okay. that's the yeah. box that a lot of us I call girls, a lot of us STEM, yeah. gender not conforming mm-hmm. trans girls are put mm-hmm. in. We're put in the box mm-hmm. of, oh, she's funny. Oh, we can right. use that. Ha ha. Key, key right. moment. That'll go viral. We'll put them in entertainment. Right. right. When me... I consider myself a well-rounded journalist. There are some things that make me very nervous about writing all the time, but I do it and I push through and I push through Mm -hmm. as me and I grow and Mm -hmm. I learn and I present myself at my work every single day. Sometimes my beat is, they was call it, is toned down, it's just regular, you know, foundation powder, lash, mascara, you know, whatever, a lip. And then sometimes it's just real chill. Sometimes it goes like this. At Fox, I wore green lipstick a couple of times. Mm-hmm. I wore blue lipstick. Yeah. And I did my job. <laughs> Honey, yes. And I had to present myself in my th- true authentic p- person. But I mm-hmm. also was respected. And I did my job yes. to yes. 100% and more 
Right. In that newsroom or in the newsrooms that I've been in, because I worked at ABC7, I worked at Fox, and now I'm in New York. And I wouldn't have been able to get to, to these stepping stones and get to this point in my life where I'm working on a national news show in the number one market in the television business yep. if it hadn't been for both of those uh, uh, um, both of those uh, situations where I was myself and I was a serious and well-rounded journalist. Both of those go hand in hand. Yeah. For me, at least. Well, and I was going to say this, too. I think that, you know, unfortunately, Justin, and you can speak to this working in news, it's all about um, checking boxes in the sense, like, for example, mm -hmm. when a black woman leaves, they put a, another black woman there. Like, mm -hmm, when a mm -hmm. white male leaves, they find another white male. So mm -hmm. right now, I feel like we're in the, the, the season of checking all boxes. So, like, right now, yay, like, Juneteenth is a holiday because it checks the black right. box. And it now let's yeah. cover that. Because right. we had to be covering right. that before. The last several years that I've celebrated that right. as a Texan where it's something that black people celebrate all the time. But my point yeah. is, is now we're getting to every company is trying to be inclusive, right? So I yes. do think that we're it's going trendy. to move into that inclusive space where we see that, and especially on liberal news sites. Because let's be real, mm -hmm. when Trump became president, formality of news went out the fucking window. Niggas was on yep. talking about how they hated Trump. I mean, yep. like literally, it turned yep. from yep. opinion-based shit, I mean, formal news to opinion-based. So I do think that we are moving to a space of that. But one conversation we do need to have around sexuality in, in this business is Justin is still a gay black man in this industry breaking the mold. But be clear, honey, there are plenty of white gay males up in this thing and they are up and weaved in through entertainment. So let's be very yeah. clear. And also be in management. Clear. And also management. very much in management. And yes. all in management, especially management. Yes. So black gay- Where people like me no, no. Don't get those opportunities. Exactly. Those doors don't open. Exactly. Yeah. When white gay men look out for mm -hmm. each other, do you feel like there is elitism when it comes to the, the community? Because sometimes I do feel like... Oh, definitely. 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 On a, in a different headspace almost. And they, for you yeah. to be a cisgender heterosexual patriarchy. woman to bring that up it actually is, but it's always kind of been like that, especially with the start of Pride. You know, you think about Marsha P. Johnson and Sylvia Rivera, who were mm -hmm. on the front of two black and brown trans uh, drag women mm -hmm. were on the front lines of Stonewall and the, the yeah. riots. And you think about Pride now, we barely hear about those stories. You barely yeah. hear about the stories of black queer people who were leading the marches of the right. civil rights movement. You barely hear yeah. about Bernard Rustin, who set the stage for Martin Luther King, who planned mm -hmm. the March on Washington so he mm -hmm. could have the stage to have the I Have a Dream speech. You don't hear right. about that. You okay. don't hear yeah. about people in the Up, honey, yes. Black queer man who was openly gay was on mm -hmm. the board who actually taught Martin Luther King everything he knew about being nonviolent. Yeah. Mm. They don't tell you these stories in schools. They don't teach you no. this at all. You have to grow and learn and watch documentaries and, and, and find right. these things in media, in media, mm -hmm. who are brave mm -hmm. enough to tell these stories. FX just did a great, great, great five-piece documentary on pride and the start of 1950 all the way to today and how the movement started and how it copied mm. and pasted the um, non-violentness of the civil rights movement. So you mm. saw both of my identities merge and you saw the history mm. of 
the LGBTQ movement and the civil the emergence of the civil rights movement. And then you think to yourself, well, goddamn, I can't catch a break. You know, and mm. so, you right. know, but it, it made me inspired to hear all of the th- stories that some of them I heard, but in depth more about Bernard Rustin and, and people like him. And you're like, yes, we've been leading the movement. We've been on the forefront of things all this time. You just don't hear about it because it's, quote, whitewashed. Mm. It's become corporate. All these corporations yes. who are led by white it's people commodified. are yeah. shifting money to organizations yep. that are ran by what? white people. Yes. And yes. so, you know, yes. I don't like to think of it that way because pride didn't start as a celebration. It was actually right against um, mm-hmm. police brutality because it was mm-hmm. a crime to dress in drag. It was a crime to be gay. It was a crime to yep. be gender nonconforming. They would arrest you in a cafe. They would arrest yep. you in the bar. They would go raid bars specifically to arrest gay men and women, trans mm-hmm. people, put them in jails and then print their names in the newspapers so they would lose their job. And this is why a lot of transgender nonconforming people have resulted to sex work, yep. which is dangerous in itself because in itself, they can't yeah. get jobs or they couldn't get jobs at that time. In order to survive, they had to serve their bodies to do what they needed to do in order to survive because society was always against them. So I am blessed to be in a position and have had a so far great career in the industry where people are not like me, but I'm also surviving and thriving every day and pushing for, you know, coverage of stories, like I said, that show me black, queer, you know, all in one skate. Um, yep. And so, like I said, pride did not start as a parade. Yes, honey, yes. Right. We here, we're queer, yes, right. pride. Right. It didn't start like that, no. <laughs> we were fighting right. against the police because police yes. were beating us, still yeah. beating us to this day. They yeah. were right. hurting and us yeah. and killing us. They were yeah. entrapping us in bathrooms, yes. knocking on the door yes. and saying, right. hey, you know, being masturbating at urinals, trying to get our mm-hmm. attention to entrap mm-hmm. us. Because it was mm-hmm. a crime. I am literally a sex deviant. Mm-hmm. I am literally a criminal. I am literally yeah. a former slave. I am literally yeah. the N-word in America. Yeah. This is how yep. America has always seen people like me. Yeah. I have a question for for you. And I know you can't answer this for the community, but for you, do you find that it's more challenging as a multi-minority to be a black man or a gay man, or is there a distinction? Mm. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say this, a lot of people think you can't be both. Mm. And mm-hmm. like I said, we, especially in the black community, you just have to be black, black and straight. That's it. Right. Anything else we don't wanna hear about. Right. But we're in this age now where people are, understanding and seeing that they are multidimensional and it's okay to be black, male, gay, Christian. I am all of these things and nothing's wrong with either one of them. And I can't separate them. And if you separate them, like shame on you because Mm. you have to embrace all of your identities in order to live life authentically. Mm. And Mm -hmm. for me, that's my number one goal. I can't separate the fact that I'm gay. I can't separate the fact that I'm black. I get the two go hand in hand. Mm. The two go hand in hand for me, especially when I'm presenting myself in the world. 
People can discriminate against me because I'm black and they discriminate because I'm gay. It depends on which word they use. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sometimes Mm -hmm. they use both. I'm like, damn, you hate me. I can't catch a break, but I can't go through life being depressed, being sad, and not being my authentic self because Mm -hmm. what kind of life would I be living? I have right. to go out in the world and have fun. Go to bars, go to, you know, pre-COVID, have fun. Um, you know, go to <laughs> bars, go to go to places and experience life and meet people and talk to people and have these conversations like we're having now yes. in order for people to grow. And like I said, my parents are conservative. I'm learning from them. You know, mostly my mm. mom, because she calls and always the conversation spins to Joe Biden or Trump or this or that. Yeah. But in a sense, as though I'm listening to her. I'm growing, I'm learning. No, I'm respecting. And mm-hmm. that's what you have to do. You have to respect. It may not be yeah. your opinion, baby. It may not be. That may not be for you. But it's okay. Mm-hmm. Sit there, listen. Engage. Mm-hmm. When it gets a little touchy, just be like, okay, I'm done. I'm over it. Like, right. you know, it's like going to a dinner with a whole bunch of people you may or may not know. You don't talk mm-hmm. about sex unless right. you're really drunk. You don't talk about right. religion. And you don't talk right. about what? Politics. Politics. You exactly. You don't talk about these things. So, you yep. know, it's setting boundaries for certain people in your life right. and in certain people you put up a tolerance for. And I tolerate right. my mom. I tolerate their opinions. And I listen right. and I grow and I learn. And, you know, I think it's kind of cool that I'm Black, gay, queer, and my parents are conservative. I think that's mm-hmm. amazing. That's That makes you an enigma to me. Right. I'm, I think that is so I'm amazing. I'm so intrigued by that. I just like, I And a lot I just, of people are. A lot of people are like, how, how can you, how can you listen how, to them? Right. I'm like, because I have I to. I want to know how. Well, yes, because, because of your parents. To. Yeah. Well, I yeah. have to listen to them. I have to see their viewpoints. I have, to, because, you know, outside of me, they have a life. They live in, you know, rural Virginia area. They live in the South. Yeah. They, you know, their yeah. community is their community. And mm-hmm. I have to love and respect them for their community as they love and respect my community. Yep, I was just right. about... And a lot of people yes. have a lot of... When it refers to people like me, have a lot of growing to do, especially old school people, 40s and 50s yes. and mm-hmm. 60s, yep. have a lot of growing yep. to do, but you can teach them. Yes. You can teach if, them if about... If they're willing to learn. If they they're willing to, to learn, willing. you have to teach them about pronouns. You have to teach them about like certain things. My mom doesn't care. I've never cared that I've worn makeup. She just told me, just don't go to school. I remember telling her one day, just don't wear a thick eyeliner looking like a drag queen when you go to school. And I was like, okay. And other than that, other than that that's it. That was all she said. Yeah. And I called her before I got dressed. She's like, ooh, yes. Like, you know, <laughs> so it, it's those moments. You're just like, oh, my parents, I love you guys. Yeah. Like, you know, and so I love and yeah. respect them for their truth and they have to love and respect me for my truth. And that's all there's to it. It shouldn't be that hard. Yeah. yeah. Well, but for a lot of people like us, it is. And we make it harder it's than it is. Yeah, well, yeah. and I was going to say, I think, too, that's the reason why you're able to understand where your parents stand in a conservative sense, because of the fact that you as a person, a part of the LGBTQ plus community are always looking for acceptance of just who you are. You are able to see people where they are, even when you don't agree. That's why you're able to be so linear with them, even when it comes to politics or at the the base root of an issue, because you understand like, you know, how it feels. I understand definitely how it feels. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 100%. And yeah. I have to, like I said, I have to respect their opinions, listen to them, ask questions. 
and yeah. you know, conform when you conform and be where you be and just love and then just love on them because they're not going to be here forever. Yeah. Have, but have you ever felt, Justin, like you have been between a rock and a hard place with your parents? What was the journey like getting to? Because I feel like now you're speaking now of present tense, where you all are at this point in your relationship. But what was it like when, like, when did you first realize that you were gay? And when did you first start having conversations with your parents about being gay? And was there ever a struggle? Because I, I know for a lot of my fam, I have family, cousins, and really close friends who have traumatic stories about yeah. those conversations with their families, with their parents. So yeah. what was that like? And I'm I'm also just really intrigued by you being the product of conservative parents and what politically, what is that like for you? And not to get into your, your parents' um, political views specifically, but there are a lot of arguments that say, and, and I, especially in the Trump era, this came about a lot where, you know, I can't associate with a Trump supporter because if, if you align with Trump's views, then you can't want me to be free. You can't want for me to, uh, to be safe in this country, to, to be allotted the rights and privileges of, of other Americans in this country. So how, what was that like for you, sort of coming of age and, and getting to this, this comfortable sort of positive place with your parents? Um, let me just start by my stepdad is not my birth dad. Um, but mm -hmm. so growing up, as I hinted to earlier, I kind of had a rough, traumatic childhood. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like I said, I bounced from houses. I lived mm -hmm. with my parents, of course, when I was born and lived mm -hmm. with my aunts and then kind of lived with my father for a while, then lived with my mom. And then that's kind of where the coming of age story, you know, kind of almost begins, but um, I kind of always- Was that because you were, did, did that have to do with Oh, no, it had, any, it had nothing to do with things. sexuality. Okay, okay. It had okay, everything okay. to do with my parents getting themselves together. Together, okay. battle, You know, breaking up, you know, mental situations, depression, yep. getting themselves yep. together. Um, my dad was a alcoholic, drug addict. Um, as I was growing up in the household with him, um, like I said, I didn't live with my parents. Uh, I didn't live with my mom um, until I was like 13, 14 from, mm -hmm. you know, from the first time when I was birthed. Um, so I had to live with my aunts and stuff. And so they raised me. We had a fun, amazing, happy time when I was living with my aunts. Um, you know, like I said, I was raised in the church. We took family uh, mm -hmm. picnics. We took family trips to Wild World, which was Six Flags. Okay, drop a fact. Okay, um, we took, <laughs> we went to Madison Nutting and we went to family trips and we had just had an amazing time where a child could be yeah. free. I had photos of me in front of, uh, at a church, at one of my aunt's church. And um, I always laugh at it because all the kids in the background are just standing there. I'm standing in the front with my leg uh, out oh, and my yes. body posed like sure. this. As oh, sure. a child, as a yes, child, there's sure. another one of me just posing with my leg out. And from time to time, I post it and um, I just look back at these photos like I was very thin as a child. And yeah. I didn't pick up on the gay thing, but I was just going with what felt great and what I was attracted to. Like I hinted at my, um, my Aunt Linda passed. 
um, back in February and we were digging through old photos and I found a photo of her at on a gate at one of our old houses, holding her head, I mean, holding her hip and twisting her head. Why did I find the same photo of me doing the same exact thing as a child? <laughs> and so, you know, once I moved from my Aunt Linda and I moved my dad and I met all my stepbrothers and sisters and, you know, my family, um, it wasn't that I was hiding my femininity because I was still just being Justin. Um, I just was still, I was finding, finding at this point, you know, especially in middle school, high school, what gay was, what feminine was. Mm. I remember when mm. my dad was like, you can't go hang when I hate saying this language. You can't ha go hang with them fudge packers. You can't go hang with them fags. Wow. I, I hate yeah. saying that, but I remember my dad telling me that there, there were two neighborhood queer people. Um, and mm -hmm. he was like, no, you can't go be with them or, you know, just go yeah. be around them. But I started mm -hmm. modeling. I quit football to go start <laughs> modeling. Yes. I quit Come football to start modeling because it felt yes. great. It felt good. And my dad was yeah. very disappointed. And at one point he told me, like I said earlier, if I was gay or any of his kids were gay, he would kill them. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that always mm -hmm. stuck in the back of my mind. And when me and my dad kind of rectified my growing up childhood situation, um, Earlier, later in life, when I was like 21, 22, when I kind of got a sense of myself and an understanding of what parents kind of go through with kids and their own personal issues, um, we had a talk and he apologized for it. And he said, you know, you're my child, no mm. matter what, you know, all of the things mm. that he had grown and learned outside of yeah. me through just being older. Um, and so yeah. that was that. As far as my mom, like I said, she's always loved and supported me. She would pull up to the school, curse you out, you know, go to Pride, yeah. support me, walk in the parade. We got pictures with one of my uh, one of my brothers and my mom at the parade, having great fun and all these things. Um, and so it was never a, you know, my childhood trauma was never about my sexuality. I was mm. always about personal issues that my parents individually had. And um, me kind of getting to a place where, I could understand those issues and understand their truths. Um, yeah. And so, you know, growing up, I didn't really understand politics and still is still mind boggling, confusing to me as well. But, you know, I have to, like I said, love and respect them for what they are. When my mom told me, you know, they were conservative, I was like, okay, like what they got to do with me? <laughs> you know, as long yeah. as you love and support your son and other right. and identities that I, you know, have, then we all good, right. you know? Right. A, a lot of conservative people, what I learned is that they don't always agree with everything. Like all Democrats don't right. are on the same page. And so, right. you know, you may be conservative, but you may support LGBTQ rights. Right. You you may support yeah. us. You may vote against yeah. bills that, right. <laughs> you know, are anti-trans. And those, anti those are the, yeah. the healthiest uh, members of the conservative party. <laughs> so you may be, but okay. I also have to teach, like I said, teach my parents. And I have growing yeah. and learning and stuff to do. Like you all are growing and learning right now. Exactly. And they may not be in the political atmosphere. Right. But you're growing and learning from a person who is gender nonconforming and queer. And every day we learn mm -hmm. something new about ourselves each other, yeah. our family members, and just like, you know, you got to give each other grace. Give each other give grace. Each other. Give, give each that. other grace, honey. Give each other Period. grace. You may not always want to have to deal with it. Like I said, just set right. boundaries. 
You know, my mom, we talk yep. always, yep. all the time, yep. every day. Sometimes she changed the situation to Joe Biden or this or this or that, conservative, this, that, and the third. I was like, mm-hmm. Mom, you're not listening. Focus. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, just like, you, that's not what I want to hear. Like, you know, just reinforcing. Oh, like, yes. <laughs> you yep. know, I want to hear it, yep. but like, this is not that time. Right. I want to yeah. hear you love yeah. me and good morning. Not about, yes. did you see what y'all did? You just like, I don't yes. want to hear. I just, just a time and a place. Not right not now. Today. Not, not, right, not now. right now. Um, right. And yes. so, you yeah. know, like I said, growing and learning and supporting each other, especially yes. from different backgrounds, because yeah. there are, I tweeted earlier about this. There was an article from USA Today that talked about how um, white Americans, especially on social media, TikTok, all of these things have been taking um african-american vernacular specifically from mm-hmm. the lgbtq slay girl mm-hmm. yes girl mm-hmm. be you know all the ballroom mm-hmm. terms everything yep. that comes from us because we had to protect ourselves with our own language and right. and the article basically focused on white americans and i tweeted i was like well 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 wait, wait a minute right cisgendered heterosexual females have been doing the same thing housewives of everything no shade but yep. won't speak out on LGBTQ issues, won't yep. donate or won't show up to a march, won't tweet yep. about this law, that law, won't fight yeah. for rights for people like me, but you make money off of me and my language in the background that we have created. Yeah, And so for me, it's like, I love seeing that, yes, like, you know, our our uh, community going mainstream, I love to see it because representation matters. matters then when it's not yeah. credited back, it's kind of like, mm. Yeah, mm. you know, you didn't make that up, honey. You know, you didn't. But that wasn't again, true. But everybody's yes. journey in this community is different. Is different. Yeah. And yeah. it's okay. That's the beauty of it. Yes. Yeah. And that's the beauty of it. You know, of course, yeah. you know, Especially in our community, oh, she gay today. Oh, mm-hmm, he go mm-hmm. today. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, 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 what she got like, on right now. Oh, right. What you know, all of that today. comes into play. Oh, yeah, all right. of that comes into right. play. But again, sexuality is a spectrum. We're all learning 100%. that, and we 100%. just have to accept that. And you know, like I said, give each other grace. Yeah, because yeah. I would hope you would give me grace. One hundred percent. Yeah, no. and it's it's that's a that's a journey that I think transcends conversations around the LGBTQ plus community, right? It's it's learning to give grace in in every walk of life. And what I love and respect the most about um, the people, at least that I know in your community and the LGBTQ plus community is that you all are perfect and beautiful examples of giving grace. I've witnessed it myself for, for many years. I've, I have always sort of found myself gravitating toward uh, black, the black LGBTQ plus community, just male and female. And are you an, are you both an ally of the community? Do you consider yourself an ally at this point where you are in your journey and in your space? Oh, because not everybody still can, not everybody is an ally. This is where I stand. Um, so love all of my people. I am, again, religious, homegrown in, in the Bible Belt. And I've always accepted my LGBTQ plus people because in my mind, this is how I see it. You know, 
if we're going to use the the Bible to crucify folks, mm. that same mm. energy you use, because here, here's my thing, you know, a lot of people try to justify hating uh, yep. gay people by saying that it's a lifestyle. So versus right. singular sin of lying once or maybe fornicating once, you're choosing- Or eating pork or eating shellfish or yes. wearing pants. Right. Or, uh, uh, or, or lusting after a woman with your eyes. Right, right. Mm -hmm. okay. There's right. so many, yes. I'll just prove my point though. So like, I literally see it as, I don't have a heaven or hell to put you in. So for me, the way that you live your life has nothing it's to do with me. I support with you. Me. And I, I say this, business. Well. this is one of my things with, with the LGBTQ community. And please, we're here for dialogue. One of my things is, is people do not have to like your life decisions. They must they respect don't. you. Yeah, you it's a respect. 100%. I'm a nigger bitch going to hell because I'm black. But when you <laughs> see me in the street, Keep that respect. You know what I mean? Keep your hands to yourself. You ain't got to say nothing to me. Let's go our opposite ways and disagree on what we disagree on. And that's right. how I feel about the LGBTQ plus community. I don't have yeah. to agree with what you do. Not to say that I honestly give a fuck. I really don't care about right. same sex. At the end of the day. At the end of the day, I don't really care. At the end of the day. I don't have a yes. heaven or hell to put you in because quite frankly, I cuss like a, sail a sailor. So that could be my lifestyle sin. That could be. <laughs> Leaving me if, if Justin's in hell for being gay, well, I'm cussing right next to the devil. Okay, lifestyle is, is I was is fornicating before I was married. Hell, hell, everybody is fornicating until before they're married, so we're not even gonna talk about that one because that's the one that gets my panties in the bunch. But either way, <laughs> that's where I sit with it now. When you ask the question, Are you an ally? I don't know if I can really sit here and say that I'm an ally. Will I hang a pride flag out of my window? I'm not sure. Would sure. I put but that doesn't mean that you're not an ally just because you're not at that step yet and i'm glad that you honestly and truthfully said that um you being an ally is just protecting what me. what does being an ally think? mean to you it's just support it's I'm just literally supporting at any yeah. point in time supporting and loving and respecting just like yeah. that there's different avenues and levels look there's right. levels to this shit there's levels right. to ally uh ally yeah. shit just like it is in uh, 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 you know, anything in life, you know, yes. are you at a step where you would wear a black and proud shirt for yeah. support of LGBTQ people? Maybe not. But do you love and respect yes. people? Yes. yes. Yeah. If you yeah. see yes. somebody trans or gender nonconforming being beat on the street or being right. harassed on the street, would you protect them? Are would you, you stand there and film right. the incident? Them? You yes. know, oh, look at Twitter. Yeah. Oh, they be it like, would you right, like? Right. How, wh what would you do? Do you, you know, love and respect your LGBTQ counterparts, the people that are around you, and and you right. know, would you show up to a march? You know, things right. of that nature. Like, like I right. said, there's levels, all sorts of right. levels. Would you donate to an organization? Right. Would you, you know, if you're in saying? a position you, of power to hire yeah. or include right, right. those those members are you are you hiring are you including are you yeah. making are you space speaking of issues for... on your podcast right. on your platform about right. or inviting lgbtq folk on your platform right. to speak about issues and have dialogue see you are an ally just in a different level you may not want yeah. to display your allyship you know fully and shit but you know you are <laughs> <Right>. there you <laughs> are there that. you're doing it. you're here you're yeah. You know, so like I said, it's just levels. And yeah. um yeah. again, it's the respect thing. You know, if yes, if if you and your girlfriend at work are having a conversation and there's a new person hired 
and he appears to be feminine or has feminine ways, right. would you be snickering about him? <laughs> oh, girl, he might right. be gay. Um, oh, like, right. how about you just go ask him? Is he, gay? you know, all of that? Would yeah. you be protective against right. conversation and stop them in their tracks right. before right. it goes that way? Mm. Right, and becomes a, would you, a moment of ridicule. If you saw bullying, yeah. would you call it out? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I think, like, like I said, there's levels to it. Yeah, and mm. I think that, like that's that's a part of that conversation because I often. I, I switch social justice issues, right? So like in that same way about blackness, because, you know, as we go through Black Lives Matter and we talk about white allies, I find that a lot of white people who want to support black people feel in the middle, right? They don't know. There are some black people telling them, shut the fuck up. You don't need to talk because you don't know nothing about this. And then there are some people who are like, you need to ask questions. And so they find themselves mm in the middle of the road, trying to support a group of people they love. And I know for me, like, again, I'm not here to hang a, a a pride flag out my window. I'm not putting the bumper sticker on. But to your point, if I see a someone getting bullied or I see somebody about to get beat up, that shit don't sit right with me. And again, yeah. my... You know, I, th I think the, the core root of a lot of black people's issues with homosexuality in general is rooted in 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 religion and in, in Bible right. or wherever right. they come from, because really no monolithic religion really supports homosexuality. Right. So with that being said, you know, again, if just but, think really but, but we, we support it in a way that you don't think you support it. And here's I'm going to throw a something at you and you're gonna, gonna it's gonna sit in the back of your mind real fast. So you ready? So the church mm -hmm. doesn't support drag, doesn't support trans or LGBTQ anything, right? Some churches, because there are openly gay churches as well. The there black church. majority of black churches or majority right. of churches right. don't, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, but a lot of the choir directors are maybe be be always be, be voguing the choir down. Okay. okay, right, 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 right. right. We, we, we are reading, we are reading your announcements. We are planning and, and doing oh, yes. your production. We are doing you are that. the backbone of so, so many we, black churches. We are in the, the foundation choir singing. of so many black We are giving the solo yes. and serving you the spirit. Yes. So it's accepted and okay when it's right. for entertainment value. Right, when, when it's for the oh, benefit. No. The choir director, the we church. don't talk about that girl. It's the music girl. He's good. You know, all yes. of that. As long yes. as it's okay. good. As long as you right. don't flaunt it. Right. As long as you don't flaunt it, it's good. Another mm -hmm. example we don't support drag queens. We don't support trans people. We don't just support LGBTQ people. But you out here watching Tyler Perry plays. And the reason I'm saying is Medea <laughs> is a drag queen character, is it not? Is a man yeah. dressed as a woman. Mm -hmm. And for entertainment value, he may or may not be yes. straight. That's not my situation. But yeah. again, we out here selling the DVDs and going to the movies to support Medea. Yeah. We watch Martin, yeah. who did Shanene. We oh, love that yes. character. Mm -hmm. We that love that fine. character. We love yep. all of that, which is drag. That mm -hmm. comes from the Black LGBTQ community. Heterosexual men have just monetized it. And we mm. don't think about that when we are watching these shows and watching and supporting these artists who are heterosexual, you are supporting the LGBTQ community. You just don't think about yes. it. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that, yeah, there's, there's a long way to go and there's, you Absolutely. know, conversations to be had and it starts like 
this right here. And I think, you know, for me, the, the biggest takeaway that you said, and this is going to be the title of the episode is mm-hmm. we got to have grace. And, more grace. and I think that, you know, when that is the base and the foundation of how we operate in any situation, there will be a lot more understanding to see how people operate, yes. in this world, not just by sexuality, but by color, by creed. Yes by by yes. class and and by you know background so just yeah. we could talk all damn day but this episode we could. Yes. Yes, we could. yes again we want to thank you for coming we could 100%. not five months without having without you yes with a flag if you if you, you gotta watch yes because you got to see the beat that justin's giving and you also have to see the the, the outfit yes and check out the youtube yeah you got to get into the the aesthetic of it all yes, yes it's giving and i and justin i have to thank job. you this was a rush job too Wow. And that was this is a rush job. You, I, I'm counting three colors on your eyelid. That is not rushed anyway. <laughs> tried but anyway, it. tried but it. No, I, I have to. Right, you tried it. No, I have to I thank you at for about five forty-five. I started at five forty-five. I don't care. I don't, care. I don't care. You, I don't believe you because the brow was done. You got a, a highlight. He's giving oh, us purple and gold and lip. a lash and, and a lip and a contour. I'm not, I don't buy it. Because Jackie and, and nails, Matt, Mitch right. and nails. Yes, and, and nails. Can. So don't. But no, but no, I, I have to thank you, Justin, because the, the, I don't want to call it bravery, but the gusto that it takes to live completely in who you are. And 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 if you know Justin and I encourage you all to follow him on Instagram, producer underscore Stuart, he yeah. is a ball of energy and fun and art and beauty and just and sunshine in the way that he lives his life. And I I often I'll see I remember there was one time where you went into a like a Walgreens and you can just start a conversation with anyone and no one refuses you. You, you just, you, they, they don't, they don't know how to uh, reject you. You are embraced and loved and received, at least from my purview, in, in everything and in every way uh, that, that you live your life. And, you know, even if you weren't a gay man, just your energy and your spirit is infectious. But the fact that you are a gay, a gay black man living in your truth. I think that you, just in being yourself, you liberate so many people of you know whatever color, creed, shape, and size to just be who they are. And what I, what I, what my hope is for the global community in learning to accept the gay community and the LGBTQ plus community is that there becomes an understanding that. You, your community is not different than any other human being. You have the same struggles, you have the same challenges, you have the same day-to-day issues. It's it's just colored slightly differently. And it's it's just With not rainbow. accepted. With a <laughs> rainbow, honey. Yes, yes, 1,000%. I'm just, I just have to thank you for, 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 coming onto our show and contributing once again to the humanization of a community of people who get too much flack for literally just trying to be who they are. 
Yeah. I love you both and I appreciate the opportunity and especially in the space where you guys are learning and growing and asking these amazing and wonderful non-stupid questions because there's no such thing as a stupid question at all. Mm. It's just how you phrase it. <laughs> yes. Um, and so, so, you know, I, I am in a space where I'm here to educate also and learn too and, and just be in a space where we all can just love and each other and enjoy each other's presence. Because again, mm. we're not here forever. That. So what can I do to help people grow and learn in any situation, mm. especially me living in an experience um, that isn't like everybody else's? Again, we got to have grace. And I think that I have a little grace. Gotta have a little grace. So, Justin, Shalea has a song called Grace. Shout out to Shalea. I love Shalea. She sings down too. Did I get a little grace. Okay. Oh, now yeah. she want to sing. Right now she want to sing. Oh, sorry. No, I'm not. The gym must have kicked in, girl. The gym kicked in. Uh-uh, uh-huh. It's kicking in a little bit. Uh-uh. <laughs> Justin, let everybody know your social media and anything else you want to plug where they can see you and catch you because you be out and about, honey. Girl, Justin, I'm be out here. here. Follow Justin on Instagram for sure. For real. I am producer underscore Stewart on Instagram. Justin Prince Stewart on Facebook and producer Stewart on Twitter. Um, if you follow me, you're going to see a lot of this LGBTQ black um, cooking makeup. You're going to see a mm-hmm. plethora of things that is me. I feel like a lot of people on social media are um, constructing their lives specifically on social media to project a certain image and you're only posting your wins, not your losses, mm. not your depression, right. not your uh, mm. truth. Um, you're, you you got all these followers, but you got nine pictures? No. Me, I'm posting me, trying different recipes, failing, um, talking about different issues that I'm going through, life is going through. I'm talking about the news. Um, I just have an amazing, well-rounded group of followers who love and support me just for me. They may, may not agree with everything um, and who I am, but we all, all love and support each other. And I don't like to call them followers. I like to call them family members because yo, followers yes. be... Followers be blessing the kid, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So, yeah. So that's just who I am on social media. The same person you see right here is literally the same person on social media. Um, but, yes. yes, so I'm a news producer and journalist who is Black, gay, queer, gender nonconforming, all of that. Um, and I'm just pushing, you know, to see more of us in a space uh, and on a platform where we can all have different discussions like this. People can grow and learn. Learn okay, it. we, we, we can talk home. for three hours. Yes. Okay, I love you guys. Yes. Love you too. Thank you love so you much, Boo. Yes. Listen. We, oh my God. Listen, I <laughs> we live for a key, and that was literally an educational Jesus. an educational key. Well, listen, guys, this episode is going to be on YouTube. So make sure you go to our YouTube. If you want to know where it's at, just type in. So that's what we're doing on YouTube. You can catch this full episode. And again, you need to see Justin in all his glory. Like if you, you must it all the way through the end, still go look at this on YouTube because you it's don't want to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and yeah. listen, we're we are powering through our first season of that. So that's what we're, we're doing. almost done, guys. With season we're almost one. done. Literally. Yeah, with season one. With season one. So with that being said, we really need you guys to leave comments. We see you guys on Twitter. We see you guys on Instagram. But let us know what you want to hear about. Like, it's important to have well-rounded discussions. As much shade as we can throw and be funny and cute and talk about hot topics. The conversation today was important because, again, this is about giving 
you guys, our opinions and our unfiltered opinions. Yeah. And I think yeah. that, um, you know, Justin really helped a lot of yeah. people see things that they might not yeah. have seen quite before. So, And also to help start conversations in your communities, in your group chats, yep. in yep. your water cooler chit chats, wherever you are. We want to help to foster and forge those conversations too. And this was this was one of those conversations that I think could be taken back to to your groups and and forge your own opinions around the kitchen table and, and continue to listen because we we are we gonna keep it coming, honey. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram at so that's what we're doing pod. Mm-hmm. Like us on Instagram, mm-hmm. like us on uh YouTube podcast like us on the podcast leave comments please give us your i mean you give us your opinions i'm i'm not saying you don't but continue mm-hmm. to give us your opinions shout out to everybody that's been summarizing our episodes on twitter mm-hmm. i see you i retweet you we love you we yeah. really love you and share with your friends i've heard a lot of people started listening yeah. just as a recommendation so please keep sharing and uh we'll be back next week with some more foolishness just New month. See ya. Bye. Bye.